This is Are You Kidding Podcast. I can listen with my kids. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids. What's up, guys? Welcome to our very first podcast featuring star, the one and only Enrique Santos. He is not only our producer, but our mentor. We asked him a bunch of questions like how he got into radio and how he's using his voice to give back to the community. Welcome, Enrique. What's up? Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm proud of you guys and what you guys and what you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, not only is Enrique a radio host, but he's also became our mentor because he told us a lot of tips and tricks on how to do a podcast, and he basically set it up for us so we know what to do. And Absolutely. he is also very, very funny. Yeah. Funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went to camp and some of my um, Sebastian's friends would always say you're funny looking uh-huh. yeah so I, I've heard that joke but I, f- I feel like it's better when you did it yeah. I don't know why why when Sebastian's <laughs> friends did it it was sort of obnoxious because they kept doing it yeah it, it was it was very he was abusing it yeah they were abusing it well that's like everything in life everything has to be a balance not everything is always funny not everything not everything is always has to be serious and that's when life is that's when the, the, you find the, the, the right balance when you, you find the mix of everything. So yeah. I'm happy. I'm very proud of you guys. Thank well, you. Thank you. And first off, we want to thank you for seeing our vision and believing in us. It's been about five years now? That we've known each other? Yeah, yes, it has been. Other. Yeah, and you've always supported us and helped us. And we just want to thank you for that. Of course. I have to support a group of, of, of brothers, of good kids that are doing something positive for, for other kids. Especially you guys, that it's summertime right now. Most kids are worried about going to the pool and hanging out with their friends. And I'm not saying that you guys aren't worried about that kind of, of the, that, that cool stuff, but you guys, again, have found the right balance of enjoying summer, but at the same time giving back. And I'm so, you, you guys really ought to be commended for all the, all the good things that you guys do. And we, we, we first started talking about this with, with your mom, with Rachel, mm-hmm. honestly, I was to put the original plan was for me to be hosting this thing with you guys, but I believe so much in you too. And talking over with your mom, we said, you know what? They can do this on their own. And you guys are doing this podcast on your own. And we're all very, very proud of you guys. Thank you. More kids need to learn by your example. And speaking of the pool, yesterday we went in the pool for a long time. Our mom, my brother, and our dad, when we all went in the pool together. You you guys like swimming? Yeah. We love swimming. Like, every single week of the summer, we've been in the pool. So I was in the pool, too, this weekend, but I messed up my feet. Oh, from the walking back and forth on the on the Diamond Bright, and then we decided to shoot some basketball. And I'm not very good uh, shooting basketball, and I should have worn some shoes, and I didn't. I was barefoot, so now I'm paying the price, and my feet hurt. Oh, wait, did you the, play? Did you play on concrete? I played. Well, they're concrete pavers. Yeah, so oh, that's what happened last week. Ouch. It yeah, hurts. We wanted to pull for like every day yeah. because we didn't have camp that week. So we wanted to pull. And on the pool, we have like the the ground. And uh-huh. my I was walking on it and my feet. So what can we recommend to, to everyone that's listening right now? If you're going to be outside and... and if you're going to go to the pool, swim. Uh-huh. Don't walk. Because then you'll pay the price by your feet hurting a lot. There you go. And also, if you're going to play basketball, remember, wear shoes. Because... You don't want to, like, damage your feet. Exactly. You get caught up in the moment and you don't realize you're hurting your, your feet until later. When it's too late. Yeah, you don't want to get blisters or anything like that. That's the problem I have right now. Mm, hopefully. It's no fun. No. no. It's not fungus. Ha ha ha. So what's up? What other questions do you guys have for me? Well, what made you get into radio? What inspired you to get into radio? Well, ever since I was your guys' age, I liked 
radio. I like broadcasting. I like TV. I like comedy. But I never envisioned, I never thought of myself, of you know, getting into, into the business. I always liked it. Move, you know, movies, radio, TV, and, and famous people. I used to like all that kind of stuff. But as a kid, I always wanted to be a police officer. So um, out of high school, I went to the police academy. I became a, a, a police officer. And then one day when I was working as a cop, I called the radio station that I used to listen to. And the guy that picked up was the program director. He was the boss at the radio station. And he needed somebody on the weekends. And we became friends. And he put me on. And I liked what I did. And he liked what, how I sounded. And he said, do you want to be, you know, do this, like, for forever? <laughs> that turned into, you know, I was like, forever? Is that, that meant I had to leave the, the police department, which eventually I did. I made the choice. And I said, but I stayed on as a reserve police officer, which I still am uh, today. So I'm able to give back to the community, especially the community where, where I came from. That's very important to me. But that's how I started in radio. It was just an opportunity that was really unexpected that started all because of a phone call. Life is full of opportunities. You always got to be ready to always listening and always available and receptive to all the awesome opportunities that, that life offers us. Yeah, you always have to take the leap of faith because that's it. you always have to go with your gut and like mm-hmm. always try to like get the best. And that's, and that's exactly what I had to do because imagine I was there already working as, as a police officer for six years. That's, you know, I uh, was a, actually right out of high school. I dispatched for a year and a half. I went to the police academy. So that meant I was an employee of the city for almost eight years already. You're vested after 10 years, which means, you're, you know, you get certain seniorities and, and certain benefits from the city when you're working there. And they actually had like a retirement thing that you could be there like 20 years and, and they call it the 20 and out. So you can be like 20 years and you can retire and get like full benefits. And then you can go on to do, you know, an, another career and you can still be receiving those benefits. So I, I, there was a lot on the table and there was a lot at risk because the entertainment industry is very risky. You know, it could have went very well for me, but it was it was a big chance because, again, I didn't know much about it. But I, I, I took that risk and I, I took that ball and ran as fast as I could with it. And thank God, I'm, you know, I'm still running and it's and it's going well. It's a great outcome. Yeah, and and but it hadn't. I wouldn't be here today, you know, and 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 I wouldn't have had the success. I wouldn't have had the opportunity. If had I not taken advantage of that opportunity, I wouldn't be where I'm at today or who I am today in, in broadcasting. I would still be, you know, working as a police officer, which is okay because I still love police work. But again, it was that leap of faith, and I I felt that instinct, and I followed my my gut, and thank God I did because I'm very happy. And when they called you for the phone call, mm-hmm. was it this a radio two ninety four point nine? It was another radio station. So I worked for that radio station. Wow, you know, I'm gonna I don't want to age myself because it's a secret how old I am. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, but I was there for a long time. And then from that company, I ended up leaving and I went to another company. And then now I'm here with iHeartRadio and I'm the chairman and CCO. I'm I'm the boss now of all all the, the Spanish boss? stuff that we do at iHeart. Besides all the stuff that I do on the radio, so. So you, it's a lot more stressful. I'll put it to you that way. So you like Sounds run cool. the Latin, the Latin like iHeartRadio, right? All our strategy and everything that we do in Spanish at iHeartRadio. I'm the guy, I'm that guy now. So I wear a bunch of different hats, and it comes with a lot of responsibility. But I'm up for it. Speaking of Latins, you have become a very important icon for Hispanics here in Miami and all over the U.S. Have how have you been able to use your voice and make a difference? Well, bringing people together. Again, following my instinct and always realizing that these microphones that we're talking into, they can be used in such a, they're very powerful. 
um, because so they reach so many people. But when you use these microphones to bring people together, to shine light on on people's problems, especially people that don't have a voice, it just makes you same thing that you guys are doing for 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 kids. Um, I do the same thing, but you know, at a different level. You guys are doing it now because you guys are doing podcasts. So now, welcome because you guys are now on the same at the same level as I am. And so you realize it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how educated you are. If it's coming from the heart and what you're saying is is what you truly mean and your intentions are well, are good, you can you it's it's um you really have an impact and the the ability to be able to change people's lives and to help people. And that's what I've dedicated my career to. It's fun. Again, going back to the balance. You know, people come to radio and they want to hear music and it's it's a good time, but sometimes Things, you know, you have to talk about the serious things and especially the problems that people have, like cancer. And when you're able to motivate people the same way you guys are and help them raise awareness, you educate people and help them raise uh, money, man, it, it feels good. It feels good to give yeah. back and to leave like a big impact on the community because mm-hmm. you know that you're doing good in the community and you're helping others. Exactly. And also while you're helping them, you're using your voice to inspire others to do the same thing. So how do you think we can use our voice to inspire others to do what we're doing? The same way you guys are doing this right now. You know, gauge everything you do and look at the look at the outcome and always go above and beyond. You know, go to bed every day feeling good about what you did. And if you fail at something, it's okay because nothing is perfect and we're humans and we're all going to mess up. That's part of life. It's part of growing up too. You're going to find that... They're not all always wins. Not all baseball teams and football teams and soccer teams, you know, they don't win every single game. That's okay. That doesn't mean that they're a bad team. Not every single player is going to knock the ball out of the out of the, out of the park and, and hit a home run every time he goes up to bat. That's okay. It doesn't mean he's a bad baseball player, but we have ups and we have downs. So, you know, whatever you did today, know and if it didn't go as exactly as planned, know that tomorrow you have another opportunity to get it right, to get it better, um, and always work and dedicate um, time on, and so your days are productive. You know, I like every day when I go to sleep, I want to, I want to, and I, I start like doing an inventory of everything I did. I want to make sure it was a productive day, that I, I filled the day with as many positive and good things that, that I could have accomplished. But again, going back, it's all a balance because you don't want to overwork yourself. So you got to, it's the balance of, you know, of work and when you're, when time off, Family, that's very important. So it's it's the balance of things. Well, speaking of that, what's the most memorable thing you have done to help others in the community? See, for me, most memorable, there's so many opportunities when sometimes I'm I'm just talking and being myself, and I don't even realize sometimes that I'm, that I'm helping people until people stop me in the street or I'm eating in a restaurant, and they come up to me and they thank me for things that sometimes I didn't even realize it was such an impact. You made my day so much better. You know... Um, in your show, you know, my kids don't never spoke Spanish. They weren't, they're, they're Latinos or second generation Latinos, and they don't really think it's cool to speak Spanish. And it's been difficult for my, my, my kids to speak Spanish. Uh, but now my kids are speaking Spanish because you make Spanish cool because you're mixing the right amount of Spanish and the English, you know? So those are the little opportunities when I'm able to run into my fans and people thank me. I think that's, at least for me, that's the most gratifying when people tell me that, you know, that they've, 
gone through a, a difficult situation in their life where they were depressed, they were down, they were very unhappy, and um, that they you know, tuned into the show and that I helped brighten their day. That Those are really the, the, the most gratifying moments uh, for me. But besides that, you know, benefits that we get involved in, like we are now teamed up together with Stand Up for Cancer, um, um, disaster relief after, you know, after, after hurricanes and things like that, um, and also being the voice during hurricanes. You know, doing um, broadcasting out of South Florida, there's a lot of my listeners in the state of Florida, and you know the problems, because you guys live in Florida, all the problems that we have with hurricanes. So being able to inform people and 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 getting the right information when they have to leave their houses and they're concerned and you know they're worried about the 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 storms that are coming and after hurricane i believe irma Mm -hmm. yeah it was irma we went to the we actually went to one of the shelters Mm -hmm. with 200 pairs of socks and we gave out oh 2000 sorry my bad 2000 that's a lot of socks yeah Yeah, and we gave one to every single person there was no cold feet there nope everyone was nice and cozy how'd that feel well for me, I felt like a superhero almost because, you know, superheroes always go out saving people, mm-hmm. helping people. I felt like a superhero because I got I got a chance to go out and help people. So and you, you guys are superheroes and you don't realize it. Not, like they say, not all superheroes wear capes. And that's so true. You're not all superheroes are, superheroes are wearing, you know, an outfit and, and a cape. You can, too, be a superhero right now for everybody that's listening, whether you're in a hospital bed, whether you're working in an office or if you're at home. Um, doesn't matter how old you are. You can be a superhero when you, you step in and really uh, help the less fortunate. I feel like yes. what we do, like with our kids helping kids initiative, I feel like we become like very like superheroes. I feel it makes us superheroes because mm-hmm. we get to like do so much with the community, help them, give back, and inspire others to become superheroes. Also, what have you guys learned in helping other kids? Because your kids helping kids, you guys, what's the most important thing you guys personally have have learned in this process? Well, we've learned that. Well, we actually met a kid, an amazing kid named Ryan. Okay. He suffers from type 1 diabetes. He's an amazing kid, and we know what he struggles through every single day because he has type 1 diabetes. How did he tell you, what did he tell you? How, how was that to live? Uh, to, how is that to live with diabetes? He has to like do like the you checks to, with the blood and everything. Yeah. And every, that's why we give back because we think every kid deserves to be healthy, and you never know one day we'll need help. Mm-hmm. So you see yourself yeah. in other kids as well. Yes. Cool. We try to imagine like what it will be like to like see like go what they're going through right to now. To actually put yourself in their shoes, in yes. their circumstance. And like once we see like how like right. like how tough it is, we want to always help back, like help, like give back so we know like th- those people could feel better. That's cool. It puts things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Cool deal. So now that we're talking about, like, giving back, we want to talk to you about Santa Cancer. We've shown you the socks, right? I love them. So um, Poppy, uh, we had a girl named Poppy who was impacted by Santa Cancer, Mm -hmm. and she designed the sock for us. And there's so much impact and emphasis that goes into these socks. There's so much, like, things. Like, you see the sock with, you know, arrows, says Mm -hmm. Santa Cancer on it, and you're like, oh. It's probably for Santa to cancer, you know, to help give back for cancer. But you can so identify much, it right away when you see it. Yeah, but there's so much that goes into it. It's not just that. It's mm-hmm. also about her story. Mm-hmm. So the arrows, the waves, they represent the beach because the beach helped her calm down and helped her get through tough times. It's like a therapy for her. Yeah. 
And the arrows, you know how there's a big arrow of multiple, like, little arrows inside? Uh-huh. It represents her family, like, building her up, courage, you know, making her feel good, and, it, like, makes her up as a and whole. And she explained all this to you when, when she when she designed the sock, what she was doing. Yes. The purpose of all the arrows, mm-hmm. what that meant. That's really cool. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. And getting to speak to her about a story, it was very, like, inspirational because we get to learn so much about her. Very creative, too, as mm-hmm. an artist, right, to put all that into that. So there's a symbolism behind all those arrows. Mm-hmm. Real cool. It's not just arrows. It represents more. Really cool. Well, what do you think about the sock? If you could give it a grade from, no, if you could rate it 0 through 10, uh-huh. what would you rate it? Mm. Well, number one, they're very comfortable, so I would give it a 10 for comfort. <laughs> I like them on my feet. Uh, the colors. Hey, come on, this is going to be a rough one for you. How can I give you anything less than a 10 for all of it? The colors, uh, they're comfortable. The, the cause, um, I think it, overall it, you get a 10. A 10 plus. Poppy, if you're listening to this right now, there you Enrique go. Santos just yeah. gave you a 10 on your design. Your design is awesome. And have you or a loved one or anyone close to you been affected by cancer? You know, the, my grandmother, may she rest in peace. Nanita, she, um, this is kind of wild, and this is really, it, it, it's, a, it's a testament to how, how wild this, how, how wild cancer and how scary it is um, when there's a lot of unanswered questions as well and there's so much uncertainty. So um, Abuela was uh, diagnosed with, with breast cancer, and she had that breast removed. And um, come after they had the breast removed, you know that the, they they sent to the lab and they go to test and everything, and it turns out that it wasn't cancerous. So she removed the breast without even it being necessary, but out of an abundance of caution, and the you know at that time she had the whole thing uh, re- removed, and we really had to that affected her psychologically, right? Because she only had then one one breast, and then they have a prosthetic where they have it's like. A, a fake breast so it's like a bra and one side is for a breast and the other one is actually a fake one so she put it on and I don't recommend anybody doing this and I'm I'm not even sure this is kosher so I'm telling you guys this story but it was my grandmother and part of the third you know the therapy uh you know I'd mess with her and she'd be in the kitchen and I'd come through and I'd grab Abuela's breast and I'd be like which is the real one which was the fake one not like grab like I would like poke you know and that would make her laugh so much and then she's like, well, it's, it looks pretty real, right? It this feels real, too. So the, the, the purpose of me telling you that is that through making, making her laugh, that was, it, it helped her get through that very you know, difficult um, time in her life where as a woman, she lost one of, one, of, one of her breasts. And that more than likely, well, I've come to think of it afterwards, we had the information that maybe she didn't have to go be that drastic and remove the whole thing. But out of an abundance of caution, because it scared her so much, she said, just take the whole thing off. And, you know, the doctor said, are you sure? We should run some more tests, you know, this, that, and the other. She said, no, 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 just take it off. I don't even want to hear about this. So that, thank God, um, no, nobody in my family, um, it, you know, has directly had, had cancer. But that was a big scare in, in our family. My grandmother has now passed away. But that, that was one way of... You know how we boosted her up every day. You know to to get her past that 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 point and help her realize that she was okay, even though she was missing, you know, one one breast. I well, that was still cool. As they say, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, it really it, it really is, and it helped it helped her through it, and you know get 
it was fine. Honestly, you know, the first several months, it was very, very difficult for her. Maybe it was a lot more difficult than what she shared with us. But that was um, that was our way of, or at least my way. I don't know if anybody else in my in, in my family chose to poke at my grandma's boob. <laughs> but I did so because, you know, I thought that that was, that was, that's always been me, you know. And so I'm, I'm happy that we helped her get, get through that. Um, what advice would you have for our youth today, for any kids out there listening to a podcast? I would say to everybody listening, to young people, um, to be themselves, to be real, to be honest, to analyze, uh, them, analyze themselves every day and how they can become uh, a, a better person. And in how can you become a better person is by really focusing less on yourself and, uh, and when, you, when you compare the problems that you're going through, always know that there are other people that are going through situations that are a lot worse. So when you're complaining because you didn't get uh, to go on the trip you wanted to go on to or you have too much homework or you didn't get the, the toy you've been wanting or the game that you wanted on, 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 on your game system or, you know, all that, all that will fall in place. And if you work hard enough and life rewards you in amazing ways and, and be thankful for the things that you do have. And always know that there's people that are, are really suffering, people that don't have um, the opportunity every day that you have to get up and to make a better day and to do something today that you didn't get to accomplish yesterday and get it right uh, 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 this time. You know, there's a lot of people with all different types of diseases and ailments. There's people that are, you know, in wheelchairs or people that are 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 paralyzed and those are you got to really be thankful if you think about it that you know we are truly blessed and we are everybody's gifted in some way form or another everybody has something super cool that they're really really good at focus on the things you're really really good at and do more of that and do what you love do what you love and respect people especially our elders and our family and be thankful of family um be very appreciative of family. There's so many people that are separated from their families. They, they, don't, they don't get to hang out with their mom or their dad or their grandparents for and so many different you know, reasons. So I would say be, be thankful, number one. Focus on bettering themselves and, and focus on how you can help other people. And that's just going to, it comes back to, to help you. And that makes you a better person. Thank you, Enrique, for helping us produce this podcast. And we are so glad to have you as our first guest. A hundred percent. Very proud. And you guys know I'll support you guys no matter what you're doing. And again, very proud of what you guys are doing on, on the Are You Kidding Podcast. You just heard Are You Kidding Podcast. You guys are the best, best, best. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids.